Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in this morning. Today is January 11th, 2022. Follow me on Gab. My username over there is at GOP Josh. My Twitter is GOP Josh 20. And there's a reason that Republicans and conservatives advocate so heavily against universal health care. Not only is it outrageously expensive, it doesn't improve the the experience of the care and the actual care that you receive. But in states like California, they will take it too far and even manage to make that another political issue. Health care, another political issue. From Fox News, Newsom proposes universal health care for illegal immigrants. The proposal, if approved, will allow low-income illegals to obtain state-funded abortions. Gavin Newsom proposed universal health care for all low-income residents of his state, including illegal immigrants, during the unveiling of his 2022-23 state budget on Monday. During a press conference, Newsom unveiled his $213 billion California blueprint plan, which will be backed by a $45.7 billion surplus. Among the proposals of the plan, which includes creating a new statewide gun gun buyback program in the name of public safety, is a measure to expand health care coverage to all low-income Californians regardless of immigration status. Here's the big one. California is poised to be, if this proposal is supported, the first state in the country to achieve universal access to health care. So what does this mean? It means full-scope Medi-Cal is what they call it. Medical California, including long-term care, IHSS, in-home supportive services, and behavioral health to all low-income Californians, regardless of immigration status. The measure, if approved by state lawmakers, will allow illegal immigrants to obtain state-funded abortions under the state's Medi-Cal system. Newsom's estimated plan will be fully implemented by January 2024, with major new investments to tackle... uh, the great threats to our state's future with California Blueprint lights the path forward to continue the historic, historic process we've made on our short-term and long-term challenges, including responding to the evolu- uh, evolving pandemic, fighting the climate crisis, taking on the persistent inequality and homelessness, keeping our streets safe, and more, the government said in a press release. As California's robust recovery continues, we're doubling down on all work to ensure our communities can thrive. So now, so now if you're an illegal immigrant in the state of California, you can receive free health care. <clears throat> because that universal health care, they can't even put America first for their liberal policies, for their anti-American policies. They can't even put America first when it comes to universal health care, which I don't support universal health care. They can't even put America first for universal health care. You're kidding me, right? Illegal immigrants will be able to receive taxpayer-funded abortions. So not only is it abortion being funded by the taxpayer in California, but illegal immigrants getting abortions in the state of California for free. People here illegally abusing our institutions will be able to receive a free abortion and other health care, I'm sure, under this California Medi-Cal plan.
I say this every episode, but are you getting it yet, folks? And I don't want to go into some crazy, quote, conspiracy theories. But illegal immigrants in our country, because they are more likely to win citizens, or if they have the able authority to vote, like they do in New York now, for local elections, are more likely to vote Democratic. And so Democrats are going to treat them like kings and queens when they enter our country illegally, abuse our systems, abuse our country, and provide them taxpayer-funded health care. I I, I don't even know what to say. I don't support universal health care as it is. But putting illegal immigrants above American citizens is truly something I never thought I would see. Even from a liberal state like uh, California, allowing them to access taxpayer-funded abortion. Even in the state of California, I didn't expect to see that. And it is extremely upsetting and extremely scary. Extremely scary. Taxpayer-funded abortions for illegal immigrants. So something I missed over the break is Brandon Brown, the driver behind the whole Let's Go Brandon chant, which I thought we were leaving in 2021, to be completely honest. Signs a deal with the LGB, the Let's Go Brandon coin, despite an ad ban from NASCAR. According to the Fox Business Network, LGB coin says the sponsorship deal with the racer is going forward and Brown is being paid in both cash and coin. Uh, So it'll be out of NASCAR events. This is from the USA Today. The two-year pact will include non-NASCAR sanctioned publicity events, videos, crypto conferences, and other events but not car decals, according to a press release issued Saturday by LGBCoin.io, the cryptocurrency company. According to the press release obtained by USA Today Sports, Brown says he is working to achieve his own American dream. I'm working to achieve my own American dream. I'm humbled and thankful for LGBCoin.io's reaffirmed support for my professional journey and their commitment to maintain a patriotic message. LGBCoin.io has already demonstrated incredible potential and I'm excited to help build this brand through 2022 season and beyond. NASCAR Xfinity winner announced at the end of December that he was setting a deal and unveiled his car's new paint scheme. The partnership marks the latest crypto outfit to back a NASCAR driver and a team, a growing trend not only in motorsports but across all professional sports leagues. In 2022, BMS driver Brandon Brown will support a eye-catching red, white, and blue livery with the logo wordmark of LGB coin. Abroad, his his abo- abort, I'm sorry, his number 68 Chevrolet Camaro for all 33 races of the NXS season. Sadly, the paint will not be accepted when it's sad because it's a beautiful paint job. I'm not even that into a NASCAR, and I would love to have that on on like a decal, or not a decal, a a die cast. The Let's Go Brandon Chant went national. We already know the Let's Go Brandon Chant. Obviously, I think the majority of people in this country right now have a Let's Go Brandon t-shirt or something of some sort. Good for Brandon Brown. I'm not the biggest fan of the Let's Go Brandon Chan. I think it's gotten very old very fast. And I, I don't even remember if I got to play the clip here. I don't even remember. I don't think I did. I think that was during the break. Yeah, that was right. That was on Christmas Eve. That Joe Biden 
said, let's go, Brandon. And obviously that that, that gave it its, its second birth, so to speak. That's kind of, it was hilarious. Let me see if, I think this is only a 15 second clip. Well, I hope you have a wonderful hey, Christmas. Well, yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas as well. That was the president of the United States. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. The guy's line was cut. Biden continued trying to speak to him. It was hilarious. And that gave it its, its second revival with uh, the Let's Go, Brandon chant, obviously. Biden agrees. They have these shirts that look like Japanese lettering that's sideways and says, not Japanese, turn your head, and it says, let's go burn. It's hilarious. There's a there's a whole marketplace for it. LGB coin that I owe is a meme coin. I wouldn't personally put my money into it, but I'm not a financial advisor. I don't know what its value is right now. Let's look here. Uh, how, much, how much is it worth, does it say? It is worth... Zero 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 five seven one five. I don't even know how much that is. It is the thirty fifth largest, thirty fifth hundred, three thousand five hundred fifty third largest cryptocurrency under the under the the thing LGB. Let's go, Brandon. Obviously, called America's coin. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, America. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I'm I'm not a cryptocurrency enthusiast. Good luck to this coin. Good luck to the backers of this coin. I hope that it's successful for them. I always want investments to be successful. And you know, we'll be right back after this here on the Conservative Crusader. <laughs> Stay tuned. What are your thoughts on the fact that many Democrats are starting to open up to the thought of Trump's border wall? Back in 16, many Americans were starting to become fiercely opposed to this idea. But many, including myself, have become somewhat supportive or like undecided on the issue. What are your thoughts on why they're changing? Thank you for the message from Andy Bashir fan on Twitter. And I know this is going to sound like I'm a parrot of something, but it shows that President Trump was right. It shows that conservative leadership was was correct with the border wall and was correct with our southern border strategy that we had. I mean, immigration and illegal immigration specifically was under great control under the President Trump administration. As soon as Biden got into the office, obviously it went berserk. The border is still a mess. I, I think the vice president has yet to go to the border. And it shows that the President Trump leadership that he showed as under the border crisis, I should say, that he showed as president for the border crisis, what was great leadership was truly helping every American and, and more Democrats and more left-leaning people opening up to the idea is great. It's, it's great for the future. 
because immigration is a very important issue. It is great for conservatives in the future and it's great for the country in the future because if more Democrats are opening up to the idea, if more left-leaning people are opening up to the idea of a border wall, of more strict border measures to stop illegal immigration into the country, then it's more likely to get passed, obviously. But it's it's also going to protect the American people and start putting America first. And you know, I'm all America first here on the show, so... I'm glad that more Democrats are opening up. I wish they would have opened up five years ago when President Trump was running and could have supported him, could have worked with him, Democrats in leadership, to get this border wall passed, get it built. But, you know, that we, I, I think it's it's never going to happen. Because, frankly, Democrats are controlled by special interests who don't want less illegal immigration. Wait, what? I, I didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, thank you for your message, Andy Bashir fan. Hope that answered your question. Jim Jordan, an Ohio representative, you know him. He's uh, he's been pictured with the one and the only GOP Josh. <laughs> Rejects January sixth committee's unprecedented and inappropriate request for interview. Jim Jordan turned down a request Sunday to appear before the House Select Committee investigating the January sixth riot. Sent a letter to committee chairman Benny Thompson calling the request that Jordan sits for an interview with the committee unprecedented and inappropriate. The American people are tired of Democrats' nonstop investigations and partisan witch hunts. Your letter on December 22nd, 2021, unfortunately, continues this Democratic obsession. It amounts to an unprecedented and inappropriate demand to examine the basis for a colleague's decision on a particular matter pending before the House of Representatives. This is far outside of the bounds of any legitimate inquiry, violates core Constitution principles, and would serve to further erode legislative norms. As you all know, I have no relevant information that I could assist the select committee in advancing any legitimate legislative purpose. I cannot speak to Speaker Pelosi's failures to ensure an appropriate security posture at the Capitol complex in advance of well-publicized pro- protests on January 6th. I cannot elaborate on former U.S. Capitol Police Chief Steve Sun's statement that is a concern about optics. I have nothing to add to the bipartisan comprehending find- comprehensive findings of the Senate Investigative Committee or those issued by Federal Inspector General. I cannot testify about the Justice Department's ongoing law enforcement efforts. Um, I am aware that reports of the FBI had determined that violence was not coordinated or part of any organized plot to overturn the presidential election results. The Unselect Committee is attacking more Republican lawmakers who have nothing to do with what happened on January 6th. And I really don't know their motive behind it. I really don't know their motive behind it. Besides, besides hurting Republicans, and obviously the Democrats are not going to stop on January 6th until at least past the midterms, probably into 2024. Because that's what, that, that, that's what they think is going to win them elections. They didn't have January 6th in 2020, obviously. They didn't have January 6th before 2021. And this is going to be the election where they find out if January 6th, among the, the, the public opinion, has the same impact that 9-11 did in 2002. If it has the same impact that Pearl Harbor did. And we've heard, and I'm not, I'm not comparing January 6th to these two terrible events. What I am doing is using the words out of the vice president's mouth as to why they are pushing this so far. Because on January 6th, she said, 
Pearl Harbor, 9-11, and January 6th are all equivalent. Now, I disagree with that, but this is going to be what they're going to try. They're going to try to see if January 6th has any sort of electoral impact before President Trump runs again in 2024, and they're trying to milk it out, keep it as a main idea in people's minds going in to 2022 in the midterms. Democrats will never ma- will make sure this will never happen again. Vote for Democrats. Vote for Democrats. That, that, that's, what, that's what they're going to be doing. And that's, that's why it's my opinion. It is so not really pressured, but so brought up in the media every single day, every single day on MSNBC, on CNN. And that's why they're pressuring it so much and so much. That's my thoughts. And I don't remember when it was. Simone Sanders, the top strategist for Biden and Harris, is joining the circus at MSNBC. When was the episode that we reported on this to begin with? Does it say when she left? Um, I'm... I, I'm I'm trying to read this article really quick to see if it even has it has a date. Well, reread it. No, I don't even see a date. Simone Sanders, the former chief spokesperson spokeswoman for Vice President Kamala Harris, because woman is very important in that, according to the New York Times, is joining MSNBC as an anchor, and will host a weekend program on the cable channel. Who left her post at the end of December? There it is. Is the most prominent member of the Biden White House to shift into politics into a full time job in the news media. The format, title, and time slot of her MSNBC program, which will air Saturdays and Sundays starting in the spring, are to be determined. She will also serve as a fill-in anchor of the network and host a show on The Choice, the streaming arm of NBC on MSNBC on Peacock. Hiring Ms. Sanders is one of the first big programming moves by MSNBC President Rashida Jones, who took charge of the channel in February after the departure of its longtime head, Phil Griffin. Ms. Jones must reshape the network lineup after the recent ec- exit of Anchor Brian Williams and her decision by Rachel Maddow, uh, the network's biggest draw, to dial back her on-air presence later this year. Didn't I say this? Uh, I, I, I wish I would have went back to the episode before this and and listened back because I'm I, I'm pretty sure that I said that she is going to go to a career in the news media. No, I wish I could go back right now as I'm recording this, but I probably won't be able to find it in time. Because <laughs> the career in the news media is what these 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 staffers who have hardly any name recognition, have any have any chance at accomplishing anything, go to legacy media after they made their money from the White House, after they made their money from the Democratic Party, or the Republican Party, I mean, we, we've seen some rhinos, and they go to news media to continue making a check, say their opinion on air, and further shift, try, attempt to shift the Overton window and the opinion of the people of the United States by being a presence in their house every day or every weekend. I, I, I wish I could go back, because I'm 99% sure that I mentioned how she was going to get a job in the news media. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She was worked for Bernie Sanders. She's perfect. Oh, she joined CNN as a commentator. Um, 
Let's see here. She joined the Biden campaign in 2019. She played a central role in uh, Kamala Harris's administration in the first year. She runs on basically being a, an average black woman. I'm a young woman, a young black woman from the Midwest. Yes, I do politics, but I'm also a consumer of pop culture. I watch the news, I check Twitter, but I'm also a real Housewives fan. Mentioned in reading what I call the non-political group chats, a discussion that are penetrating outside of Washington. Good luck for her. I I, I disagree with her, but I I also don't want someone's career. I, I, I wish everyone was successful. I wish that was possible. And at MSNBC, I think she'll probably fit right in, to be completely honest. From what I've what I've heard of her, and I just want to say, if 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 someone wants to go back and find the episode, please do, please do. I I, I don't even know what episode it was, <laughs> but I just want to say good luck. And I think I think now, don't quote me on this, but I think I told you so. My name is JP Josh. This has been the Conservative Crusader. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode here on GOPJosh.com, wherever you get your podcasts. See you tomorrow. (laughs) Stay tuned. Oh, 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 didn't mean to click that. All right, stay tuned. (laughs)